Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Why, hello, hello. Hello, world. Hello, friends and family. It's your host, Ray Tucker. And Jay Jones. We are back again telling you, or at least going to explain to you, where we stand on certain issues involving culture from a Christian worldview and through, from a uh, black perspective. Yeah, it's been a while since we've been on. I don't want to say it's been a while. I've been a week. Yeah. You know, it feels like a while. It's yeah. been a long week. It's been a very long week. The enemy has been busy. The accuser of the brethren has oh, been man. running around accusing yes, and, and trying to break things. But we're just going to persevere in the name of God, in the name of Jesus, and we're going to get through it. You uh, ain't doing it right if the enemy don't strike. Yeah, <laughs> for real. So today we're going to continue our conversation on sexual immorality. But we want to caution, want to caution our viewers and listeners that this is an adult topic and not suitable for small children. We take a strong stance against violence, either physical or verbal, towards anyone struggling with sexual immorality, and there's no biblical mandate that encourages violence towards anybody. So we want to make sure we're clear about that. So we're going to continue our talk on sex, talking about sexual abuse. With that, yeah, and especially in American culture. So we're going to talk a little bit about um, sexual pressure. Biblical purity, and then we're going to have um, some sexual assault resources at the end. Sounds good. So, key verse is coming from Romans one twenty eight through thirty two in the New Living Translation. I like the way this one, um, this version, kind of puts it. Right. So, since they fought it, since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, He abandoned them to their foolish thinking. And let them do things that should never be done. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, that is sexual immorality, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. They are backbiters, haters of God, insolent, proud, and boastful. They invent new ways of sinning. And they disobey their parents. They refuse to understand, break their promises, are heartless, and have no mercy. They know God's justice requires that those that do that. They know that God's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die. Yet they do them anyways. Worse yet, they encourage others to do them too. So, since the world doesn't want to do it God's way, that is the way of biblical marriage between one man and one woman. The world devises all sorts of schemes to worship the God of this world. That is Satan right. through various sexual unions and sexual practices. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you're probably thinking right now, like, you know, oh, the God of this world is Satan. Y'all some Satan worshipers. Blah, 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 blah. Like, trust me, we're going to get into that. We've got an episode coming up about that very topic. Absolutely. And we're going to parse out what that really means you know and we kind of touched on that a little bit with the dominion but when the fall of man happened we lost the dominion and dominion went over to him yep he He stole our dominion we gave (laughs) gave it up i mean we we, he kind of he's a con man he kind of us out of it yep you know that's right on up out of it but yet and still god is in control we can amen 
And so if the main purpose of marriage is to reflect the glory of God, then any other sexual practice or sexual union outside of a biblical marriage is idolatry and reflects the filth of Satan. All right. So anyways, we'll get into that more on another episode. We're going to talk about sexual pressure, right? And sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. And I remember... I didn't rehearse it with you right earlier. <laughs> uh, uh, nah, nah, but I was thinking about um, an episode in my life. I say episode, but it, so I was, let's see, it was before I went to military. So I must have been 16. Mm-hmm. It was a year, actually, it was a year before I went to military. I went to military at 17, Fayetteville, North Carolina. And um, my very first job was working at this seafood restaurant. You know, it was, uh, I think it was named George's Seafood Restaurant or George's Seafood. The, the boss, well, the boss name was, was George. And they were Greek. Him and his wife were Greek. Okay. And um, I remember there was a waitress there. I don't remember her name. And I don't know why I did this, but it was totally unprovoked. No one was like egging me on or anything. But for some reason, I felt inspired to, you know, pat her on the butt. I don't, she was furious. Rightfully so. She was livid. The one that owned the business? No. Um, a, a, a waitress. Okay. Oh, you did say, wait, okay, okay. Yeah. No, but, but, um, rightfully so, she was livid. And I, I thought she was about to whoop, she was about to whoop my tail. Yeah. Like, she was like within inches from just demolishing me. Wow. She might have been like, Two years older than me, to be honest. Oh. Um, but yeah, she, and she she should have demolished me then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I rightfully deserved that. Mm-hmm. But um, I was a teen. Right. I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is that pressure that we're about to get into. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about groping and unwanted touching. Mm-hmm. You know, for personal gratification. Yeah. Right. And cat call cat calling. You know, which is really the perversion of compliments right you know a lot of people be like oh yeah you know you look at you look at you you're looking good blah, 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 whatever and i'm like knowledge and beauty yeah and i'm like that's that's a perversion of comment of, of um of compliments yes. but um many ways it's like it's one of the things that w- when i came to the cross you know things that i forgot about that God called back to my memory it was like oh yeah remember that one time you did that and i'm like wow who was I? What was I thinking? Mm. To this day, I don't know what I was thinking. Right. You know, but thank God for his mercy and his grace. Right. You know, and, you know, the man that I became now, you know, in spite of who I was, the in spite of the path I was on and trajectory mm. that I was on, right, right would have led me to a certain place, yeah. you know, but I made a decision to, for Christ, right, right, to not, go down that route. I don't want to be that person. I realized that I was being a hypocrite, right? You know, that I, that if I say I want a wife, I want a woman, okay, cool, you want a wife, but you want some guy hitting her on the butt like that too? And I was like, man, I don't want, I'm a hypocrite. You got me, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> um, same thing with uh, sexual innuendos, right. right? And people just making all these coarse jokes about sex, and everything has to, everything coming out of your mouth relates back to sex. Mm-hmm. Man, it's just nasty. Go back to that model we was talking about. It's uh, with the garden your heart. You're throwing it up. Yep. You're eating it again. It's going back in your ears and back in you. Just watching your speech because that will lead you down a path to eventually sexual abuse. Exactly. Exactly. And and. 
we we cover that at length in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, also, just invasion of personal space. You know, sometimes people just get creepy. You know, and they're all at your cubicle, like, "Hey, how you doing today?" Mm-hmm. It's like you force yourself. I, I, yeah, you know, I was doing great <laughs> till you showed up. Like, right. you know, <laughs> right. and, and just stuff like that. That pressure that we just put on people. That's put on us, mm-hmm. you know, to perform. Hey, you know, you're going to go ask so-and-so out for, for a date, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, he probably don't need to go ask so-and-so out for a date. He probably just need to focus on his, on him, on doing him. Right. You know, and... You have to get him into a little situation. You know, like, oh, when is when is little Johnny ever going to get a date? You know, and just all this pressure that gets put on put on people, mm-hmm. you know, and then we just, we make rash decisions, you, you know. Lifelong uh, trouble. Yeah, we make rash decisions, yeah. you know, we, we, we filter our whole worldview based on what other people want from right. us, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, not considering God and none of it. No, not at all. He's not being considered at all with the sexual perversion. We don't have time to. We don't. We don't take the time to, to consider what does God want from my from my from my life. You know, all I know is that when my mom keeps saying like, "Oh, when am I gonna get a grandson?" So I guess I gotta go out and get a grandson now, right? <laughs> well, that spirit is at work, one mm-hmm. prince of the power of the air, just everything against uh, God. Exactly. Whatever I can do, you come up with all types of sexual perversion, just anything but between a husband and a wife in marriage. Yeah, anything but that. So, so now pressure is placed upon you to go, you know, date, right. so you can give your your mom a grandson. Mm-hmm. But your mom should be asking, like, well, are you financially ready to to provide for your wife? Yeah. Are you financially ready to provide for a family? Mm-hmm. You know, and and just back off, mm-hmm. right? So. Oof. Not saying it's right, or I mean, not saying it's entirely wrong for you know parents who want grandchildren. I mean, that's I get it, right? right? But sometimes we place undue pressure upon people, mm-hmm. and then they make rash and unholy des- decisions. Right. Um. Other pressure. Pressure comes from now. Here's the thing, right? Were you skipping over the stalking? I did skip over stalking. My bad. <laughs> um. Cause I don't do it, so I don't. Right. I don't have much to, to input there. I you know, talking people on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't have any real insight to there. But yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it just kind of it just stems from the same pressure. And now you, you, I mean, some of it, some of it might come from a place of I want to get to know you. But more often than not, it comes from a place from dominance and control. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, oh, I want to make sure that you're at work when you say you're at work. You know, oh, who's your girlfriends? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going out with your girlfriends? Mm-hmm. Really, in air quotes right now, if you listen to the podcast, you can't hear that. Um, I mean, yeah, so it, it just stems from stuff like that. Um, don't need to hit that hammer or that point too hard. I mean, that's yeah. just pretty straightforward. I mean, yeah, I mean, really, you know, especially to 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 the Christian audience out there that's listening on the podcast right now, and you know, that there, there's really this is why we had that dating episode, and we talked about, you know, this is your sister, this is your brother in Christ, mm-hmm. you know, well, it's talking more if or not coming from the guys talking to girls, so yes, right. talking to the guys right now, mm-hmm. like this is your sister in Christ, stalking, you know, soon. <laughs> no, it, it's it's really not, you know, it, it it's to a point now. I get it now. Like I've seen Hitch, mm. right? And 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 some some people might argue like, well, 
some of the stuff you was doing there was kind of stalkerish, yeah. to a degree. Mm-hmm. You know, I could see where you could make the argument he's kind of stalking her. You know, but more people will argue that's pursuit, right? Yeah. You know, he did it kind of that's that strong pursuit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he did it artfully. It was trying to consider her mm-hmm. and just just you know mm-hmm. get noticed, right? Wow. That's a little bit different, you know, rather than just, you know, I'm in a creepy stalker van. All right. <laughs> you know, but anyways, you get the point. But um, molestation, right? Now, this, man, it's a real thorny issue here because it happens a lot in the church mm. and it should never be so. Yeah. You know, and we're going to have two episodes talking about sexual abuse in the church. So we're not just going to leave you hanging here. We're going to actually talk at length about this issue and possible solutions to over, to, to ward against it, yeah. you know, um, that we should be vigilant. Yeah, you know, and not let these perpetrators into our house. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a real topic, right there. I tell you what, we're gonna get into that. Yeah, and um, but there is such thing as generational curses. Yes, it is, and we're gonna talk more about that at length as well. About that personally. Yeah, because because a lot of times what happens is people, you know, you know the phrase "hurt people, hurt people." Mm-hmm. Well, kind of similar, molested people, molest people. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's a cycle that goes around and around and around and around. Mm -hmm. The good news is the gospel of Jesus Christ, you know, and it's through your faith in Jesus Christ that Mm -hmm. this cycle can be broken. And so we definitely want to leave you on a bit of encouragement there that if you're experiencing this, you know, we got some resources at the end of the slide where we can tell you where to go if you're experiencing um, molestation and you feel like you can't tell nobody, you feel like you got to keep it a secret, we first of all want to say it's not your fault. Right. Whatever is happening to you is not happening to you because you did something wrong. Nobody nobody deserves to be molested. Right. Nothing you did is warrants you being molested. Right. Period. Mm-hmm. It's not your fault. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. So definitely want to be clear about that. Even if you tell, go and tell somebody, and the first question out of the mouth is, "Oh, what did you do? Mm-hmm. Or where were you? Or what what, you, what were you wearing?" Mm. Not an excuse. No. You know, nobody. Wrong is wrong. No matter what you're wearing, no matter what you're doing, even if you're doing other questionable activities, it's still not your fault to be molested. Right. Period. If you're underage drinking, for example, right? It's still not your fault that you got molested right right so i just wanted to hit that 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 point right